Bills filed and old conflicts resurfacing. We'll have all you need to know as week one of the legislative session wraps up. Plus, remember those guinea pigs found on the side of Mopac? We fill you in on the next happy chapter of their story. We were warmer today and temperatures have not peaked yet. We'll show you some 80s on the seven day. Hi everybody and thank you for joining us. I'm Mike Rush. First tonight we are learning more today about one of the people shot and killed in Llano County this weekend. 14 year old Evan Wessling and 38 year old Preston Wessling were found shot in their driveway early yesterday morning. Evan was a freshman at Burnett High School and that's where Sarah Alshay joins us live now with more on how his school community is coping. Sarah. The district said Evan had been a part of this school's community for several years now and that they are deeply saddened by this loss. Evan and his father were both found shot and killed yesterday morning around 449 a.m. Now the district also said that there would be additional counselors available for students and staff at Burnett High School on Monday and that counseling is available at all BCISD campuses. They said their hearts and prayers go out to Evan's family and friends. Now there are still a lot of questions as to what exactly happened yesterday. Both were pronounced dead at the scene by first responders and the case is under investigation as a homicide. Now there's no word yet if a suspect has been arrested or if there is a person of interest, but we have reached out to the county and are waiting to hear back with any additional information. Reporting in Burnett, Sarah Alshah, KXAN News. Thanks, Sarah. A new affidavit reveals more details about another murder investigation. This one happened Tuesday in North Austin. According to court documents, 35-year-old Eric LaMountain called his ex-girlfriend and told her that he had shot 37-year-old Gavin Wood. Wood was in a relationship with LaMountain's former girlfriend. The woman called 911 and shortly after, police found Wood dead on a sidewalk with a gunshot wound to his chest. Police arrested LaMountain at his home off of I-35 in North Austin the same day. He faces a murder charge and is being held on a $1 million bond. First warning weather with meteorologist Nick Bannon. So we started with a bit of sun today. The clouds took over, but we're still seeing some glimmers of daylight out there. This is how it looks from the Oasis restaurant from Lake Travis. We managed to make it into the mid 70s. Now we've dropped off into the low 70s and upper 60s, about nine, eight degrees warmer than we were yesterday. Although the clouds really rolled in during the afternoon, but there's more breaks in the clouds off to the west of us. It should make for a really good looking sunrise, uh, sunset for some of us here this evening. We fall into the 60s for most of the night. It's going to be a warm night ahead of even warmer temperatures to come. We'll show you when we're heading for the 80s, the potential for some rain on Wednesday, and an even higher chance it's looking like for rain next weekend. All right, Nick, thanks. See you in a bit. One week into the Texas legislative session, and there are plenty of things to catch up on. Our Capitol correspondent Ryan Chandler fills us in. Well, with one week down in the 2023 legislative session, here's where things stand in Texas government. Beaumont Republican Dade Phelan was re-elected Speaker of the Texas House 143 to 3, and we heard more about the priorities he has for his chamber. Texans want a reliable supply of water, resiliency from flooding, dependable energy, and high-speed internet across this great state. They want exceptional schools with exceptional teachers. With a once-in-a-lifetime budget surplus, now is the time to put it down payment on the future of Texas. 
But after his election, some of the most conservative lawmakers pushed to end the long-standing practice of appointing Democratic committee chairs. They argued a Republican-controlled chamber should not share its power with the minority. Because the reality is, is there's no reason that the majority party should be handing power back. After yesterday, it almost be hard to believe there's any Republicans in Texas. Those amendments ended up failing. But the day after those votes, a loud crowd of their supporters filled the gallery, showing that this fight is far from over. Meanwhile, the newly elected chair of the House Democratic Caucus, Trey Martinez Fisher, said his party insists on a seat at the table. Democrats will be here. We'll be ready to fight. We will use every page of our rule book, every comma, every colon, every subchapter to defend the values of people for the people of this state. And in the week ahead, we're still looking for the governor's emergency items, which will determine what bills members can get to work on immediately, and his inauguration ceremony. We'll also fill the Capitol with a lot of fanfare, barbecue, and country music on Tuesday. And on Wednesday, the Houston Astros will grace the House floor to be recognized as the world champions of baseball. That's your look at the ledge from Austin. I'm Ryan Chandler. Authorities in Nepal say at least 68 people died after a regional passenger plane crashed into a gorge while trying to land at a newly opened airport in the resort town of Pokhara is where it happened. It's the country's deadliest airplane accident in three decades. Rescuers scoured the crash site nearly a mile away from that international airport. It's not immediately clear what caused the plane to crash, but a witness said that he saw the aircraft spinning violently in the air after it began to attempt that landing. Well, tomorrow is Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and there are several ways to celebrate the life and legacy of the civil rights leader. The United Way for Greater Austin has a morning cleanup at Southwest Williamson County Regional Park. That's from 9 a.m. to noon, and an afternoon cleanup at Gus Garcia District Park from 1.30 to 3.30. The Pease Park Conservancy will hold a food drive tomorrow from noon to 5 to support the Central Texas Food Bank. You can bring donations to Kingsbury Commons at Pease Park. The 30th Annual Community March will start at 9 a.m. at the MLK statue on the UT campus. The march will lead to the south steps of the Capitol for a rally and then on to Houston Tillotson University for more activities. And new this year, a fireworks celebration honoring Dr. King at the state Capitol. It starts at 8.30 tomorrow night on the south lawn of the Capitol complex. Still to come on KXAN News, from snowstorms to mudslides, we'll fill you in on a weekend of wild weather to our west. After dozens of guinea pigs were dumped in city parks and along highways, a local animal rescue group said pandemic pet returns might be playing a role. Austin Guinea Pig Rescue has been collecting dozens of dumped animals since late summer, mainly in city parks along the I-35 and Mopac Expressway corridors. The animals likely belong to a breeder, says AGPR, due to tears in their ears from breeder tags. The nonprofit said guinea pig sales skyrocketed during the pandemic, but now the group says that slow demand has left many breeders with too many guinea pigs and not enough money to care for them. A lot of these breeders were doing great during the pandemic, and so they actually got more animals and bred more animals. But those animals cost money to maintain, and now that the bottom's fallen out of the market, many, many of the breeders are hurting. 
AGPR is asking for whoever's responsible for dumping the animals to turn in their remaining guinea pigs, no questions asked. If you want to donate or help foster a guinea pig, we've got information on how to get involved at KXAN.com. Well, the rain is finally starting to taper off, but now mudslides are a concern in California. A chunk of land up on a small hill slid down and blocked the road. The mud also threatened a home as well as neighbors. Various parts of California have been riddled with flooding and storm damage this week. Not to mention snow. Northern California is still dealing with heavy snow as drivers slide down icy roadways. They're being asked to proceed with caution and drive at least the limit of 25 miles per hour. And still many are spinning out. The National Weather Service noted that mountain travel is still highly discouraged, but encourages drivers to check the roads and forecasts before you go. Additional moderate to heavy mountain snow is expected through Monday, as well as more rounds of rain. Well, no snow in our air, but cedar pollen and mold still at medium, but lower than yesterday. It was a warm day for us today, mid 70s. We'll show you 80s in first warning weather. President Joe Biden arrived in Atlanta this morning where he became the first sitting American president to speak at a Sunday service at Martin Luther King Jr.'s church. Marking the national holiday celebrating the slain civil rights leader, the president delivered a sermon at Ebenezer Baptist Church. King was the pastor of Ebenezer Church from 1960 until his death. We were expecting some words from the president, but I don't think they're coming in right now. The president is trying uh, to garner votes from the African-American community ahead of an expected runoff for re-election, or run for re-election, rather, in 2024. All right, let's join uh, Nick Bannon now and talk yes. a little bit about the forecast. What a beautiful day today was. Yeah, Man. I know we got some clouds in, but we did jump into the 70s. And by the way, excuse me, my voice is... Uh, <laughs> struggling a little bit today, but I feel okay. Do you want to tell them why your voice is struggling? Uh, I, I'm not entirely sure, but uh, hey, there you go. Maybe I talk too much. <laughs> Could be, it. maybe, yeah. Uh, let me uh, show you what it looks like temperature-wise really across the state as we've got 60s and 70s now. This was about an 8-degree warm-up for us today over yesterday, and right now temperatures are sitting 7 degrees warmer than they were 24 hours ago. We'll fall into the 60s really for most of the night, and we'll start in the low 60s or upper 50s to begin uh, the day here tomorrow. After morning clouds, afternoon sun, and a warming wind from the west is going to warm us into the mid-70s by 1. And then look, we get very close to 80 degrees here tomorrow afternoon. In fact, we expect that we do just about hit 80 in Austin. I know we've got plenty of clouds over us right now. There's going to be clouds kind of on and off through the night into tomorrow morning, but then the sun comes back out for the afternoon. So we expect a partly to really mostly cloudy sky tonight. And it starts rather gray to begin the day tomorrow, even a low chance for a sprinkle east of I-35. But by midday and into the afternoon, the sun is out and we warm up and that's when we're expecting temperatures into the 80s. Tuesday, even more sun than tomorrow. And that's going to mean an even warmer day, potentially record-breaking warmth on Tuesday with sunshine and scattered clouds. And we're forecasting high of 82 on Tuesday. But tonight, mostly cloudy. 59, that's pretty mild for this time of year. Here's how our day looks tomorrow. Clouds at first, sun and clouds at noon, and then mostly sunny at four as we head for 80. But that's not record breaking, but it's certainly very close. 
There's a record-breaking day on Tuesday. Sunshine, scattered clouds, and then our next chance for rain Wednesday morning. We'll go with a 40% rain chance. Doesn't look like much rain, really. Quarter inch or less for most of us. The higher amounts east of I-35, and there's going to be parts of the Hill Country that don't get any rain out of Wednesday. It's not our only rain opportunity for the next week. Uh, rain really starts to return to the areas we head into next weekend. In fact, we're getting increasingly confident of scattered to even widespread showers next Saturday. So that's an early heads up for your weekend plans next weekend. Look at our first morning weather seven day forecast, two days of 80s, then one day of 70s, and then it's 60s for the rest of it as we start to manage our way to return back to more normal high temperatures. But just be ready for that potential for rain as we head into next weekend. We'll be right back. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Texas is feeling pretty good these days as the Longhorns are continuing to have a successful run with Rodney Terry at the helm. Hasn't come easy in Big 12 play, but that's something they expected. Another example of that was last night against Texas Tech. They played this one in a charged-up Moody Center. The Red Raiders were certainly ready for the challenge. Pop Isaacs and Tech took a 12-point lead in the first half. Isaacs scored 23 points for the Red Raiders. Great game for the freshmen, but Texas got themselves right after halftime, led by Marcus Carr, who scored 20 to lead the Longhorns. Jabari Rice, who chipped in 18, and Timmy Allen, who scored 17. Texas was able to hold off the Red Raiders with a two-point victory to give them their fourth win in the five conference games they played so far, overcoming another sluggish start. Not a habit they want to get into, but it's better to come back late and win than never do it at all. Coach challenged us, for sure. And, it, you know, it was something that I definitely took a bit personal. Um, but all credits to him. He, he, he's a great coach, and he knows how to get that out of us. Um, he definitely challenged us. Obviously, we didn't like the way we were playing at all. So he came in at halftime, and, you know, the main message was, you know, we're better than that. And he knows we're better than that. And he, he just wanted us to step up and, and come out in the second half and play how we know we can play and, and close the game out. Coach Terry was talking about, the whole game is just when you get stops on defense, it kind of helps you on the offensive end. You got more confidence to shoot the ball, got more confidence to grab a good, big rebound, or you got more confidence in your teammates to knock down a shot. So I feel like when we started playing defense together, then we started moving the ball on offense together, then we started clicking together. And uh, I think that's what ultimately got us to win in the past two games. Texas will hit the road tomorrow for their game Tuesday against Iowa State, who is also ranked. The Cyclones are ranked 14th. It'll mark the first time Texas guard Tyrese Hunter returns to Iowa State after transferring over to the 40 Acres after last season. Tip-off is set Tuesday for 7 p.m. The UT women are facing 15th-ranked Iowa State. This game is going just as though they expected. Uh, last check of the score, it was 44-42 Longhorns. Iowa State's Ashley Jones leading all scores with 18 so far. Last check, the leader for Texas, Sonia Morris, uh, has nine points. NFL Dallas Cowboys lost their first-round game last year in embarrassing fashion. They're trying to keep that from happening once again tomorrow night. The Cowboys draw the team that beat them the first game of the season, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, led by Tom Brady. Cowboys didn't look great that night. Dak Prescott got hurt. He came back. They looked much better than that, uh, than that night at various points of the season until last week. They hope none of the ugliness of the first game of the regular season and the last game of the regular season returns tomorrow.
You don't get these opportunities. You don't get a lot of opportunities just to play this game in general, but especially being in the playoffs, have the team that we have, um, and knowing that we've got to make sure it uh, counts now. Uh, depending on one another, understanding that we all got each other's back, I feel like that's, you know, week in and week out, but we're in a hostile environment away. Um, playoff game, I don't think it get no better than this. AFC wildcard duel between Buffalo and Miami, Bills and Dolphins, division rivals meeting in the playoffs, James Cook. For the Bills, takes this in from 12 yards out to put Buffalo up 14 to nothing. Great start for them, but Miami chipped away with a few field goals, down 17 to nine. And Skylar Thompson to Mike Kosicki for the touchdown. They would tie it at 17 after the two-point conversion. Bills up by three in the third. Josh Allen hit by Eric Rowe. He fumbles, and Zach Seiler recovers and scores 24 to 20. Dolphins. Later on in the third, Josh Allen. Finding Cole Beasley, Beasley does the rest. Dives in for the score to put the Bills back on top 27 and 24. Then Allen increasing the Bills lead with a 23-yard touchdown pass to Gabe Davis. Great job by Davis to keep his feet in bounds. Their Dolphins would cut it to three on a touchdown. Then fourth and six, the pass to Gesicki is broken up. And that would be the Dolphins' last chance to come back and tie or win. Bills hold on to win it 34 to 31 to advance right now the, in the NFC is the Giants and the Vikings mm -hmm. and that game is tied at seven no it is 17 14 Giants right now your eyes are better than mine I'll take your word for it <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a little monitor I'm looking behind that's my, right yeah there to thanks Jonathan <laughs> tonight is uh Baltimore and Cincinnati yeah right, time, right right here on KXAN at seven o'clock yep. gotcha thanks Jonathan we'll be right back with the final look at your forecast stay with us well, are there watery eyes and runny noses in your home today? Probably so, because we are in peak cedar pollen season. Texas A&M Woodland ecologist Carl Flocky tells us when this could let up. One of the things about cedar or juniper trees in the state of Texas is while we very often just lump them together as cedar trees, there are actually about seven different species of juniper trees that live in Texas, and they do pollinate at slightly different times. So you'll see kind of a progression of airborne uh, cedar pollen changing throughout the state. It starts in October in West Texas. Uh, by uh, December, January, you see the peak pollen levels here in central Texas as our ash junipers start to pollinate. And then it tapers off and moves more into east Texas as we get into February and March when the eastern red cedars over there begin to pollinate. The biggest issue is that ash juniper that's really prevalent in the central Texas and hill country region. And the pollen from those trees actually gets windblown all the way into south and east Texas. And there are even records uh, indicating pollen travel from central Texas all the way up towards like Tulsa, Oklahoma. Okay. So the pollen here in central Texas can spread and affect a lot of other people as well. Boy, that can really travel all the way to Oklahoma. Yeah, so a lot of people suffering from that. The good news, though, is that January is usually the worst of it for cedar pollen, and then it kind of tapers off through uh, the end of January. So I'm feeling like in two and a half more weeks. Ago, <laughs> that's so. true. Yeah, Sorry. but yeah, I mean, it really makes you feel sick. My wife uh, has cedar fever. She ended up going to a clinic, and she thought she had the flu or COVID mm -hmm. or something. It was cedar fever, you know, well, because uh, it really has a lot of symptoms. Yeah, at least today and yesterday, the levels were down to medium and not very high, like they had been before. But medium levels are still too high for many and still really bother people. Yeah. Uh, let's take you to the forecast for tomorrow. 
Morning clouds, a couple of sprinkles, afternoon sun and breezy. Mike, we're looking for temperatures to jump up to 80 here tomorrow. Could be even warmer for Tuesday. Okay, thanks for watching everybody. See you at 10.